Everybody, it's time for scaring and sharing again. Yeah, it's the podcast where we share spooky news and frightful views with each other and you about all things horror. Sup? <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, and you are Jeremy, the original Sasquatch, Slim Rusk. And you are Brandy Joe, the flame and scream queen, Plambeck. Yep, I sure am. And we got to hug each other just moments ago. I know, it's great going to the movies and seeing things in person together it's awesome Uh, i know it's crazy to think when we started this we hadn't yet at all had that experience right right like i don't remember the first a quiet place part two was that our first moving the theater together while we were doing the podcast yeah 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 that's oh wait because we had been to the movies before we had been to the movies together yes we saw us uh-huh. Yep. And we saw Pet Cemetery together, the oh, remake. Oh right. We yeah. sure the fuck did. Yep. And that uh, I think those experiences helped plant the seeds of like we should have a podcast together. So I love planting seeds. Yes. Always good. <laughs> Well, welcome, everybody. If you've not been here before, Jeremy and I talk about news and things we've watched and stuff in the horror world and really whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, we sort of have two formats. Either we share a movie with the other person they've not seen before, and then we watch both movies and come back and talk about them. Or we experience a movie for the first time together and then talk about them, like today. Mm-hmm. Like today. And if you're joining within these last two episodes, you might think this is a podcast about scary bear movies. <laughs> scary funny bear movies well at least one of them was funny yeah exactly but i was like how funny is it two weeks in a row we're doing new releases about killer bears yep that's so true i didn't even put that together a motif if you will a motif yes yeah so jeremy i we opened a show last night and i've just been going 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 with that even though we did have a a terrible ice storm on wednesday so we didn't have a dress rehearsal like you're in your final hours of putting together a show and your second to last dress rehearsal was canceled because of a fucking ice storm and of course like so many times in michigan i'm like okay sure the storm is not gonna be that bad but it was it was during the day it didn't seem that way but like that night it did it was an ice storm it mm-hmm. rained a lot and then it froze a lot and s- over 700,000 people lost power. And I was one of those people. Yep. My family's still reeling through that. Um, we were lucky we didn't lose power. Uh, but I was thinking like uh, all the other things that have happened to people with the freeze. Cause you know, the night of the ice storm, it was an ice storm. Then the next day the temperature shot way up. So yep. it was like uh, all kinds of havoc on whatever. I remember I was sit- I was working from home that day and I was sitting there and I heard this horrible like groaning rattly noise that was either from like our plumbing or our furnace or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> no. oh, shit, did something just explode in my house? But I- I've never figured it out. But I'm like, it had to have been like the plumbing heating back up from being super cold at night. And then the temperature jumped up suddenly the next day. So I was like, or you have a ghost or a ghost. But I'm like, man, I'm sure so many people had like burst pipes and shit. Like, it's just craziness. 
Yeah, my sponsor's a plumber, and he was like, make sure you're still, like, turning on your water and letting it run. Mm-hmm. And, like, luckily, I mean, our water is gas or whatever. I, it, we would still, we could still get hot water. So yeah. Joe was taking baths, and I would take showers. But, like, we have, like, stone tile floors. And that was the worst, getting out of the shower, because the floors were so cold. Mm-hmm. So cold. And then it snowed last night. So we've been sleeping in the house still. Like, our cats are here. And like when you're under like four blankets and one of those is a 20 pound or 30 or 40 pound like um, weighted blanket, like, uh-huh. you know, the only thing that's cold is like your nose, or at least the only thing that was cold was my nose. Um, and so like sleep isn't fun, but it's like it's somewhat bearable. It's just like hanging out in the night when it in was dark house. would be horrible. But luckily we were putting together the show. And so most of the time was spent doing that. And during the day I would go and work at the theater or mm-hmm. the building where the theater is. Um, but it, it made me think, though, have you ever seen the movie The Ice Storm? Uh, no, I haven't. So it's not even adjacent, but it definitely is a fucking good movie. And it's a depressing as fuck movie. Yeah, that's what I know about it. Oh, it, but it is so good. Like, it's just all stars. Sigourney Weaver, Joan mm-hmm. Allen, um, Kevin Klein, Christina Ricci, Tobey Maguire. Uh, it just goes on and on. The list mm-hmm. is, but it is so good and so fucking sad. Um, but it, may, it got me thinking, like, when I think of non-horror movies that are horrific, mm-hmm. what what go? where does your mind go immediately? Non-horror movies that are horrific? Yes. Uh, you There's like a whole plethora of like war movies mm, i think about i'd say like, my mind didn't even go there but that makes so much sense yeah like on my mind i think the last the most recent movie i watched that was like a non-horror movie that i found terrific and like deeply affected me was the new all quiet on the western front uh it's getting all kinds of you know nominated uh, for an oscar right yeah best picture is nominated for best picture and also best foreign picture being a uh, german film so um but yeah it's you know about world war one and they just didn't flinch on the like reality of what that war was like so it's just so heavy and so like sad to watch these young men just get killed so i have a random question about that because i saw someone's post on like instagram or whatever saying like how many of the nominated oscar movies have like gay themes or characters does that because i swear Uh, that was included on like the list does it i mean not overtly i would say there's like brotherly love soldier yeah i mean yeah between the soldier i mean if you want to read deeper into that i'm sure you could but on the the surface level yeah it's just about the war and how horrible it was for all the men fighting i feel like is that a book you read in high school i swear i read that in high school yeah it is it's definitely like uh we read it in high school or like parts of it i remember watched one of the old movies yeah i mean it's definitely helps de-romanticize war uh Mm -hmm. for people where there's you know oftentimes that patriotism and like serving your country and you're going to do a valiant thing but it shows you that it's like there are no winners and why are these people throwing their lives away for things that will not really change you know much at all it's just the geopolitics of these countries so it's yeah it's heavy and I think of a lot of those, like Saving Private Ryan or... Um, Heart of Darkness slash Apocalypse Now. I've never seen Apocalypse Now, but I had to read Heart of Darkness like two or three times in different college and high school yeah. classes. I fucking hated that book. But I, I, since I haven't seen Apocalypse Now, like if I didn't know better, I would almost think that's a horror movie because there's some imagery that's just yes. well known from it that seems like a horror movie. Yeah, it's so... Yeah, that that's one. Um, there's a... Is it good? I like it. I mean, I I appreciate it as a work of you know cinema art. So okay, uh, I'd get behind it. There's a uh, Russian 
uh, World War II movie called Common Sea. Uh, and a lot of people will call that one of the, like the most horrific movies ever made um, because it is like a realistic portrayal of World War II uh, and what the Nazis did in occupied, you know, the occupied Soviet Union, uh, which is just, you know, all kinds of war crimes and brutality against the populace. And that one is definitely a heavy movie. See where my mind goes with this idea, this notion First and foremost, above all else, is Requiem for a Dream. Yes, that's okay. Yeah. And then you can go that direction too with like those sorts of movies. My God, that movie, it ruined me. And I mean, I saw it in the theaters when it came out. So that was 20 some years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I had gone through like a phase in college where I was doing ecstasy a lot. But this is pre me ever doing crystal meth. Like, mm-hmm. you know, f- the first go around, like when I lived in Chicago, like 22 years ago. And... Um, and I remember leaving the theater and just sobbing. Like I came home to my friend and I tried to talk about it and I just couldn't stop crying. And I think I've maybe watched it one time since then. Um, but I can't even imagine watching it now. I just, I, I can't. Yeah. That's a, that's a movie where I watched it a couple of times in like high school of all ages. Uh, and it's like, it, I don't feel like I knew I was like, that movie was fucked up afterwards, but I, I don't think it hit with like where I'd watch it now, like just having more life experience and uh, understanding people's journeys and struggles more. Um, I think it would hit harder and I'm not necessarily like rushing to like rewatch that movie. Right. Now, what about Dancer in the Dark? Have you seen that? No, but I am familiar Another movie that makes you just want to die after you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Bjork is so good at it. And yep. I thought she'd given up acting. And then there she was in The Northman. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was a big deal because she came back because they convinced her to yeah. like act again in The Northman. So, yeah. And she was good. Um, so, yeah, that's where I go. And really a lot of Lars von Trier. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like, I tried to watch The House That Jack Built. That's him, right? Yes. I tried to watch that. That I just couldn't. I just I haven't, didn't want to. I haven't tried it yet. I've heard mixed things. People either hated it. I've got a couple friends that were like, it was brilliant. You'd have to see it. So There's like I a really it's... hot poster that almost looks like a painting with a bunch of nudity on it, a bunch of yeah. naked guys that I love that poster. It's just like the coolest poster. But yeah, it just made me feel icky. Yeah, but he... I'd rather watch his movies than Gasper. Yeah, oh, Gasper, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess for knows another one like Breathless is an I would say is a non horror movie that is utterly horrific, um, and I'm not sure it's really worked. all of his that I yeah, know of. All of his work, yeah. That vein. They're not really horror movies, but they are horrific to watch. Mm-hmm. So it is like, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna have to give you climax at some point because everyone loves it, and I just hated it so much. I'm so curious what you what yeah, you will think I'd, of it. I'd like to try it, but I don't want to watch it again, Jeremy. Yeah, he did a movie. I liked Enter the Void uh, mm-hmm. that he did, which is like it's an experimental flick where yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's all from the point of view of a guy that's like dying of an mm-hmm. overdose and he has an out of body experience. And then you just follow him drifting around the city to like different scenes throughout the city. Uh, and I thought that was interesting, not necessarily like a great movie and a little bit different, I think for him than, you know, what you got, what we've gotten used to uh, him pumping out. So, okay. Yeah. It's um, he's just, he, it feels more mass masturbatory to me his stuff mm-hmm. like Lars von Trier I like buy into it more that it's artistic expression and that he's more of an artist and I'm not saying Gasper 
whatever is like not an artist but like his stuff feels like ah i'm gonna shock you as opposed yeah. to oh i just have these you know In- interesting dark or, things yeah, yeah fixation on dark things yeah because yeah. i was thinking lars van trier one of his earlier films he has one called europa I have um, not seen that. Which is set in, uh, it's in post, here I go with the war themed movies. It's in like immediately after World War II in Germany uh, during the, like uh, where they're rebuilding and uh, occupation and all that. And it's this man goes, he's of German descent, but he was living in America. So he goes back to his family in Germany to work on this railway that they all, they own and work on. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's this dark, intriguing story. There's these Nazi uh, partisans that haven't given up the fight that are planning this like horrific terrorist attack on uh, on the train, you know, blow up a uh, uh, blow up a train. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's very Lars von Trier. Uh, but yeah, it's that the fascination with these the darkest parts of humans and like yeah. their their fascinations and motivations. Now, speaking of the war, I forgot to mention when I saw The Outwaters, I saw a trailer for this movie called Bunker. Have you heard Mm -hmm. of this film? Yeah, I've heard the name. I can't recall. I watched most of the trailer just because I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And I thought it looked awesome. It kind of looked like series, no wait, Session 9. It kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, Session 9, that's a good (sighs) movie. That is a good movie. Yeah. Like how we've talked about how it can be interesting with like um like how with dog soldiers like when mm-hmm. you have like not a group of like young teens all in like peril but rather like soldiers or something and how that can change yeah it's kind of like what bunker looks like I don't know which war it's an older war mm-hmm. that it's taking place and they get like stuck in this bunker and like mm-hmm. creepy shit starts to happen and it looks so fucking good yeah I want to. I want to check that out there for that. I'd be there for that. Yeah, for sure. Cool. What did you watch this week? Oh my. Yeah. I don't think much of any, anything to note on y'all. Let me double check. Cause it was, you know, I had my, uh, uh, I had my in-laws come to visit last weekend and mm-hmm. it was everybody, the in-laws and the niece and nephew and everything. I will say though, uh, my, our nephew, uh, he's, he's soon to be four. Oh my God. He's into like monsters. I think a little bit like he's starting to go that way. Cause our niece, she's six, but she's, uh, she's not into scary stuff. Like that's too much for her. Like ghosts okay. freak her out and monsters. She's not into that. So I was like, ah, I won't have a horror buddy here, uh, at least not anytime soon. We'll see how that changes over the years. But now our, our nephew, he's really into, uh, he likes dinosaurs a lot. And I think that's bleeding into like creatures and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's like I was as a kid where I'm like, the monsters are cool. Um, so uh, what I thought was amazing, though, is he has an imaginary friend oh. uh, named Choppy. Oh, and Chappie, Chappie is a monster that lives in the sky. Oh, does and, has he told you what it looks like? Uh, the only description I was like, what does Chappie look like? And he says, Chappie looks like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a monster that lives in the sky. And so I was just kind of like, oh, man, like, are you getting visited by an alien or a ghost or something like that? But no, no. Uh, but I thought that was fun. And I related a lot because I also had an imaginary friend as a kid that was like a monster that I made up that I claimed was like, yep, he, he lives in the backyard. So would you 
just talk about him or would you like pl- actually like I, play I'd make him? I'd make up stories about him and stuff like that. I think it's like, you know, it's that childlike exercise in imagination where you get to uh it, it's fun to mess with adults, I think, as a kid too, to just tell them like, "Oh yeah, I see this guy." And if I do something bad, it wasn't me. He told me to do it. So that would be the struggle as a parent. Like, when is it your child's imagination versus yep. and when is, is there a ghost? Something, is, is there, there something a creepy? ghost? Is something wrong? Is there a real person who they're calling their friend and just like they think it's a mad? Like, what to what level? Is yeah, when, this when are you concerned? But nope, Choppy is entirely his imagination because okay, it came about too. Let me tell you, it came about too because I was in the car with him and he started singing some song about eating poop <laughs> and i was like where did you learn that and he's like choppy told me at least he didn't say two girls one cup you know yeah exactly but choppy <laughs> might be into that sort of thing apparently oh boy but yeah, I, my niece is 10 and she sent me a freddy krueger happy birthday card oh awesome i was like oh yeah here's where but she wants to watch poltergeist and she really wants she keeps sending me pictures from the remake and i'm like no you have to watch the original she's like that one looks boring i'm like no it's it's not trust but I, when you're 10 and you're used to yeah cgi content, and all yeah that stuff. you probably would prefer that one she's like well that the puppet and the original or the doll and the original one looks like a puppet and mm-hmm. i'm like well i mean it's a clown doll that uh. well you know uh again with my nephew too i uh i got to watch him uh one of the afternoons while they were here over the weekend and he's really into spider-man which of course you know works for me because i love superheroes sure. and i know way too much about spider-man so i finally have somebody to share my knowledge with but um i showed him the 90s cartoon that i grew up watching of spider-man which i was wondering how that would settle with him because i was like you Mm want to watch this one he's like yeah let's watch it um because you know it's just a different style and time than what they're used to now but he was enraptured by it like he just wanted to keep watching it so i was like okay cool so yeah there is hope for the younger generation a new hope yeah yeah so that was fun the only thing i've been watching this week mostly because i'll like get under the covers in my cold cold bed and Mm -hmm. i've been watching this these reaction videos Mm. from this girl named ashley burton she does this thing called millennial movie monday and she's been doing it for years and around halloween she'll do like hollow beans is what she calls them because she has a cat named beans it's so super cute fat cat that loves cuddling with her but she watches these old movies or like mm-hmm. you know movies that pretty much everyone has watched like you know from nightmare on elm street friday 13th to you know better off dad and 16 candles oh, and things yeah, like okay. this that she's just never seen and um and i've been obsessed with watching her like she's just really like charming but uh-huh. like watching her watch these horror movies are usually like 30 not a full movie it's like you know she breaks it down into like 30 minute chunks mm-hmm. but i've just been fascinated with it so i've Does never she really like been yeah, she likes the only horror movie she hasn't liked so far that I've watched is The Blair Witch Project. She found utterly boring as fuck, mm. which is I just wonder, fascinating you, how you fall on one side or the other with that movie. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if you had to be there, too. It feels like one of those yeah. things that was of another era and just. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's so, so fascinating. It's just like mm-hmm. the Outwaters. Like, I really didn't like it. I, th- I found it boring, and then I just did not ever get into it. And I thought, well, I may have mentioned, like, people who like Skinamarink seem to like it. But then my friend of the podcast, Nico, did not enjoy Skinamarink at all and loved the Outwaters. So okay. you just never, you never know. And everybody I follow on Letterboxd, like, everyone loves uh, Outwaters. And I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, did you watch anything else? No, that's nothing, not nothing horror related. I read this interview with Steven Spielberg and he said he kind of wants to get back to his horror roots. Oh, I think I heard that same thing. Oh, please. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that would be I read cool. he had something to do with like the latest Jurassic Park or one of the new Jurassic Parks. It said he had something to do with like the third act of mm. one of the latest Jurassic Parks. So I don't know what that is all about. Yeah, I know he, I, th- I think he's on board as like an executive producer of like the whole series forevermore. Okay. But if he was more directly involved, yeah, that might that might make sense because yeah that one seemed to lean more into the like scary dinosaurs chasing people scenes mm-hmm. again the most mm-hmm. recent one so i wonder okay. if that was his influence coming back like you guys got to make these things scary again and thrilling like yeah have some stakes here so yeah i also i don't know that we talked about it but there was that controversy a few weeks ago um with the razzies and they nominated the little actress who played charlie in the new firestarter movie did you hear yeah. about this yeah i heard about that and then they rescinded it because they were like what the fuck she's like 11 like yeah don't be an asshole <laughs> yeah because people were like don't make fun of this kid and then did you know that shelly duvall had been nominated for a razzie for the shining back when it came out and that was rescinded in 2022 oh yeah, I knew that. I knew like The Shining is a movie that now is considered like an all-time great movie ever made, yeah. but when it came out, it came out to like a lukewarm response originally. It's so weird. Plus, I think she's so good. I mean, to me her performance is kind of like the little boy in the Babadook. Like mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh my god." But like I find both of those performances beyond realistic and mm-hmm. so powerful and so so just honest. Yeah, like, I've heard people- of- like hate both i mean people don't hate shelly duvall especially knowing what she's gone through yeah with that film in particular with stanley kubrick but i think she's so good in that movie yeah and uh yeah i've heard people too where they're like she's too historical hysterical or this or that but i'm like no she's like a woman uh everything is falling apart like i think it's a very <laughs> honest portrayal in that movie i think so too and she's just so unique and different like mm-hmm. i just love that yeah and I love again that so much. uh throwback to when we had uh joshua john miller on who uh shouted her out as a great final girl that nobody talks about as an awesome final girl yeah and and you know what i think one of the reasons maybe that she isn't talked about as much as a final girl is because even though she is it's kind of like danny ultimately defeats his dad yeah like is sort of responsible for his demise Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Sorry. It's really old, though. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen this, you know, nearly 40-year-old movie. But no one talks about Danny as a final boy, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. Well, anything else before we get to, we have some teragrams we need to dive into. Uh, You know, nothing other than, you know, of course, you clicked on this, so you know the movie we're covering. And, of course, the news that the Asylum put out, Uh, they're going to be putting out Attack of the Meth Gator or whatever yep. it is. Yep. So, awesome. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I think there'll be a whole slew of them. Yeah, of drugged out animals attacking people now, like yep. ripoffs of uh, cocaine bear. So fantastic. Yep. All right. Let's dive into our telegrams. I'll kick us off. We have one from good old friend of the podcast, Teacher Drew. Yes. He says, hey, guys, first happy birthday, Brandy Joe. I hope it was memorable and beautiful. Thank you, Teacher Drew. It was. Out of nowhere, I've had some extra time for horror. So let's catch up. The Nanny. 
I liked so much about this little film. I think it's worth checking out. I did see the end coming early on, but I can be forgiving. Skinnerink. Ugh. I gave it a half star on Letterboxd. Zero connection. Zero interest. Though I applaud trying something new. Jeepers Creepers Reborn. A noble attempt with some failed potential. My poor best friend, who had no knowledge of the franchise, was lost and confused. Fear no evil. I would love to hear your take. I watched it because of In Search of Darkness 3. I have a strong feeling you'd both have something to say about this forgotten film. That's it for now. I'll be seeing the latest Ant-Man today and curious if Jeremy is seeing it. Till next time, love to you both. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay you, Teacher Drew and Phoenix. Have you seen Ant-Man? Not yet. I want to see it. This is one I've been sort of like meh about like the Marvel movies, especially in this post. I think like a lot of people have said the post Infinity War, you know, Endgame when they did that was like the ultimate Avengers story. Like, where can they go after that? Um, And it looks like they're having some difficulty, you know, figuring out where they're going to go from there because that was so big. But this Ant-Man looks cool. I saw it's getting mediocre reviews, but I don't know. I feel like people weren't crazy about or critics weren't necessarily crazy about the first couple of Ant-Man movies. And I think those are particularly good as far as the, you know, this Marvel superhero stuff goes. I like Ant-Man. So I'm interested. There's two other ones. Yeah. This is the third one. Okay. Yeah. And I thought the other two were good. I like Ant-Man. I like uh, it's a little more unusual and quirky. And I like that kind of stuff in, you know, these super heroic science fiction epics. So. Now, when Teacher Drew says the nanny, do you think he's watching the TV show? With I Fran hope. Drescher? Fran Drescher. <laughs> or I thought, is he talking about the nanny with Betty Davis, which also he's probably not talking about, but I do want to see that movie. Mm-hmm. He may be talking about that latest one, Nanny, that just came out on Prime, I want to say, Ooh, which okay. I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, that's on Prime Video. It was a really unique little film. I'm okay. using that word a lot today, but I like unique things. Yeah, unique okay? things are good. Yeah. Um, Fear No Evil, I have not seen that. I remember seeing something about it in In Search of Darkness, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I remember. I want to check that out, too. Uh, What is it? Do you know? I can't remember either, but I remember them mentioning it and being like it was an oddball uh, uh, flick. So I want to check that out. Yeah, I'm Um, sort of over the whole Jeepers Creepers thing, just because he's such a trash guy. And I know it's not him directing still, but it's still, I bet he's getting like something from it they probably had to buy it from him or something at the very least but yeah no i was interested in it because i liked well i liked the first couple you know in their time when they came out um and then of course now there's the whole dialogue around you know the wider story as it became more known as those movies got bigger and bigger uh i watched like part of jeepers creepers three and it was awful like it was one of those like felt so bad i remember me and my buddies turned it off after a few minutes because we're like Mm -hmm. yeah this is just this is not good uh so this is the fourth one i was i had some interest to see it get taken over by other filmmakers and see where they would take it but the reviews i saw were overwhelmingly negative like it's just and part of it was apparently it was made for very cheaply like no Mm -hmm. money so and it shows is what everybody said so yeah yeah it's one thing when you can make something awesome under you know uh not necessarily the greatest budget or circumstances but this sounds like it really affected <laughs> the product they made so yeah and teacher drew i since you didn't like skin rink similar to myself i would be curious if you like the outwater so if you watch it must know what you think yes all right well jeremy take it away what do you have over there uh and from our good friend al uh, uh he writes in the subject line thank you for your service <laughs> 
And Al says, hello again. As a newish parent who has very limited time for movie going, I want to thank you for seeing Blood and Honey and sharing it with us. It picked my curiosity. So good to hear I was not missing out. Keep the new release coverage coming. It's nice to hear about the hear a bit about these movies, even if I'll probably never see them. I've also been continuing to surf the back catalog and was happy to finally scratch the Scream of Five episode off the list. The new characters were fun and the stakes with the returning cast felt real. It was a great addition to the series. It got me pumped for Scream 6 in a few weeks. I tried to convince Anne it would be a fun date night, but she's even more <laughs> horror-averse than your partners, so it might need to be a solo watch for me. Keep sharing those new scares, Al. P.S. Attached is a photo of Teddy after eating strawberries that feels very horror adjacent. <laughs> this is the and cutest picture. He's so cute. And he does look like a full on zombie right there. Yeah, wrinkled so. nose. Yep. I he's love got that, it. Got the strawberries smeared all over his mouth like a like a bloodthirsty zombie. I love it. Yeah, I'm glad that he liked Scream 5 because I'm a big, big fan. Yeah, I, I so honestly excited. think it might be my favorite after the original. Of the series. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I, I really do like the new characters. I think they did a good job fleshing people out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It felt, and this Scream 6 looks incredible. If the trailer is any indication, it looks like it's, you know, uh, peak Scream. So I can't wait. I know. I need, I can't wait for that and Evil Dead to come out because those trailers are playing every time I go to the movies. Every and I think, movie. Was today a new Evil Dead trailer? It was we a saw, different Evil okay, Dead trailer. It started and I was like, oh, I don't like remember hearing these things. Yeah, no, it was it was like an alternate trailer. It was like it was weird. It was roughly constructed the same as the previous trailer, but it had like alternate dialogue in it than okay. the last one. So, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, those are going to be so cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for writing in, Al. And yes, Scream 6 all the way. We're going to go see it in 3D. Yes, it's going to be it awesome. In 3D? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a, like a newish thing. So yeah, the, oh, sick. the one we're going to go see, which I, I know we need to figure out like soon. And yeah. um, we're like delaying our rehearsal that we're supposed to have that night so we can go see it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. You got to see it. Like It's like a fan event. Okay. It's, like the first showing. And it's in 3D. And I'm just so fucking pumped. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, we have one last telegram, and it comes from a friend of the podcast, Lauren, who also wrote in and saw Knock at the Cabin. I had many thoughts, but I can't share them here because there's lots of spoilery ones. Oh, but okay. Still excited that she watched it, and um, for the most part, really liked it. Cool. Um, but Lauren writes in, don't worry about my whole car wreck fainting thing. It's not nearly as bad anymore, and I tend to watch those kinds of movies at home where I can comfortably recline or pause if I feel woozy. I mean, I went through my second cesarean surgery with a failed spinal block, so I felt everything except this, except the skin level sharp cutting feeling. It felt like my whole body was in a vice, and then I was torn apart like a bag of chips. Oh my god. <laughs> For some reason, I imagine that's what it would feel like to be ripped apart by zombies. Oh! Oh my God. Um, sorry, continuing on. Lauren says, what I mean to say is I'm pretty tough. Ha ha ha. MJ said I earned permanent badass status. I think MJ's her partner or she's talking about Michael Jackson. I don't know which. Um, or Michael Jordan. It could have been Michael Jordan as Michael well. Michael Jordan. <laughs> but regardless, you are a badass. And I cannot even imagine that feeling being, it feels like you're torn apart like a bag of chips. It oh sounds God. so uncomfortable. Oh my God. Poor Lauren. She's been through it all. 
we love hearing from all of you. So please keep writing in and sharing all the scares and the stories. Scaring sharing at gmail.com. Follow us on Insta, scaring and sharing. And rate, review, smash mm-hmm. that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that download button. Whatever. Have you two felt like you have been a bag of chips being ripped open? (laughs) We want to know. Even emotionally? (laughs) Yes, many times. But by my own sanity. Yeah, usually. Yeah, usually it's myself ripping me apart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shall we get to our film? (laughs) Let's get to that. Well, this week we let the world share a scare with us. And we went and saw Cocaine Bear. Cocaine. Yep. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Whom I love very much. Yeah. Uh, And came out this year, 2023, Year of Our Lord. And the tagline is, get in line. And the letterboxed summary is, an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. That sums it up. Mm -hmm. So, Jeremy, what did you think of this film? Oh, I, I did want to say in the year of our Lord, that Lord being Paymon, of course. <laughs> of course, uh, always and forever. Always and forever. Hashtag Hail Paymon. Hail Paymon. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was great. This was a blast. So silly. So yeah. fun. Great, ca- like, great characters, you know? just That like, was the thing. When yeah. I was driving home from the theater, I'm like, this is how you do this kind of movie, is it was populated by these top-notch character actors. Like, everyone in it is these wonderful character actors. Like, they do these, you know, great roles like this. Um, And everyone had a moment to shine. Like, I thought every character had uh, something amusing or cool or silly or whatever about them. Yeah, I mean, and I fucking love Carrie Russell. I'm sure Mm -hmm. I've talked about before, but I loved Felicity. Did a rewatch. It was not as great as I remembered, but she's just equally as good as I always remember her. I just find her so honest and I can just feel her. I can feel her emotions. So like, she's just, I just feel her. Yeah. And, and I love her and I love that she's embraced horror. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it's, I think this is her third genre flick. Cause while you can really put this movie in a lot of places, it's a comedy, it's a horror comedy, it's a horror movie. Like it's mm-hmm. all of these things. It can really be put, on multiple levels, but there's enough gore in yeah. it that it for sure can be classified as a horror movie and enough comedy. That's for sure. A comedy as well. Yeah, for sure. And man, Margot Martindale is a uh, national treasure. Oh, my oh she God. sure the fuck is. God, good she's good. Lord. Yeah. And like, she convinced Carrie Russell to do it. I read an interview. Oh really? And Carrie Russell. Like, yep. She, Margot Martindale's like, have you read this script? You have to do this movie yeah. and convinced her. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Margot Martindale can convince anyone to do anything. It's so funny. Cause she's just so great in the movie. She's trying to, she has the hots for Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who uh-huh. just almost is unrecognizable. Uh-huh. Like just this get up his wig and everything. And she just like, I mean, he's, you know, She's got a few few years on him, and it's just so funny. She's just trying to yep. <laughs> put the moves on put the him. moves on him. And that was just amazing. Um, it felt, you know, I I was a fan, so rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Yeah. Uh, and it felt good to see him one more time. You know, just uh, chewing the scenery. Like uh, I grew up, my dad was a big gangster movie guy. So Goodfellas, huge oh, part sure. of my you know uh movie vocabulary growing up so ray liotta has always been like one of those big like oh yeah he's like a great actor this big awesome actor that i feel like i've been watching his stuff my whole life so when he passed it was definitely like oh that's sad i liked ray liotta so and how did he pass away i I can't remember i feel like it was like a heart attack or something like that but i may be mistaken 
Yeah, and I mean, when this trailer first dropped, well, I remember hearing about it and being like, that sounds crazy, and Elizabeth Banks is attached, so it's got to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And finding out Carrie fucking Russell's in it, I'm like, oh, I'm so there for this film. But then when the trailer came out, and Joe was like, ugh, the bear looks horrible. And yes, I do think the bear looks CGI, but it just it feels like one of those movies you would see on the sci-fi channel, but done with a big budget. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, it works. That I don't think the bear looks terrible because you can't do this with a real bear. Because right. it's just like, we've moved beyond that. Like, I like that for the most part, they're not forcing real animals to do this kind of stuff anymore because it's just like, I'm sure on any level, it's cruel to the animal to force them to, you know, do all this crazy stunts and stuff like they used to do back in the day. So yeah, I, I'm fine with the CGI bear. I think it worked, but... Yeah, and just, it's so cute so many times yeah. and so frightening other times. And okay. So the opening scene is it like exactly the same scene opening from um uh Killer Crocodile. It's this Italian ripoff of Jaws about this like mutant crocodile that's on a rampage and some like they're in this like vaguely Caribbean location. But yeah, okay. it's like it's like these people, it's like these fishermen in their shack at night and they hear like something's out there. They're aware like, oh, there's some kind of animal out there. Something's coming to get us. And the crocodile just like busts in and kills them. And it does like a freeze frame on the roaring crocodile. And then the title killer crocodile appears on screen. Uh, and this movie has a similar opening where I'm like, they, Elizabeth Banks totally watched that movie. She had to have like, I'm going online trying to find an interview. Like, does she reference killer crocodile? Cause it's like almost exactly the same openings and the way it's constructed. So I'm like, come on. Oh yeah, that opening title card was so yeah, great. Like so blood great. flying and yeah. spittle and it just freeze frames. And that opening song when you're seeing like, you know, the the companies that made it, like I swear that's Wet Hot American Summer. Like that, that mm-hmm. song opens one of another movie and I'm like if it's Wet Hot American Summer, that's hilarious because she's in those movies. Yeah. And I I just feel like it is. If anyone out there knows, I don't even know what song it is. It's some 80s song. The music in this is fucking great. Like all the songs from the 80s and just the score with its 80s vibes. Synthy, miraculous, amazing. The the score of uh, this movie, I I caught him in there, was Mark Mothersbaugh, uh, who has scored lots of television and movies, but he is also the mastermind of the band Devo. So if you're a Devo uh, fan, you know Mark Mothersbaugh, and that's why it had that 80s vibe. How wild. Yeah, I don't know Devo that well, but that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Mark Mothersbaugh, he's the man. And uh, this isn't really spoilery. It's early on, but... I, I just like the risks the movie takes. I like that it isn't trying for a PG-13. I, no. I like that it's gory. I like that there's a lot of cocaine in it and that there may 12 be 12-year-olds do yeah, cocaine 12-year-olds, like, around cocaine. Like, and I love that little girl, Brooklyn Prince is her name, and she was in... Um, I, I watched Home Before Dark on Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever the fuck it's called, mm-hmm. and I really liked that show. And she's in The Florida Project, which I've never seen, but I've heard it's really, really good. Yeah, I've heard that movie is fantastic. And she's also in The Turning, which is such a fucking horrible, horrible movie. Ew. But I, I just love her as a little actress, and I thought that little boy who played Henry was so super cute, too. Yeah, they were great. Oh, and then that one guy is just the hottest guy ever. Alden Aaron Reich. I want to say yes. how you pronounce his last name. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I he's, just could not even. He is so dreamy. He's coming along as a, uh, a character actor. He was Han Solo in the uh, oh, was uh, he? In the Han Solo movie. Yeah, oh. which I know got mixed reviews, but I'm going to out myself as a fan of Solo. 
I'm one of those okay. Star Wars fans. I liked that movie and I thought he was a great Han Solo. So, and then I liked, there's like a, a trio of little hoodlums in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I loved them too. I, I just like everyone felt very fleshed out. Like, and that's, I, that's where I think comedy really comes in. Like, and really adds something to a movie like this mm-hmm. is that there's just these elements that, make people feel a little more real and a little more fleshed out. Yeah. The world feels lived in. They feel like real people. Uh, They are all quirky. They all have their quirks and, you know, just interesting bits about them. And yeah, and it just works. Still just the weirdest thing though, that Elizabeth Banks directed it, like how that must've all come about. Yeah. Like, was it her? Cause I haven't done any research on it, but like, did, was it all her idea? Was she like, uh, this sounds like a really interesting story. I want to do this. Or did someone come to her and say like, I think you'd be really great with your comedic chops and everything. Now I do know the producers of the movie, uh, what it's Lord and Miller. Uh, I can't remember their first names, but they did like the Lego movies. Uh, and the the 21 jump street movies. So I know they were the producers steering this thing. This was a movie that, or this was a a script that was on the blacklist for a long time. Okay. Um, And it was, it was attached. uh, I just read that originally it was getting set up to be directed by the guys that are doing the scream movies now. Okay. They, they were originally attached to this, but then they got offered scream five. So of course they jumped to do that instead. Um, And then somewhere Elizabeth Banks got attached to this, but I, I, the way this turned out, I think she was a great choice then. Like this makes me very excited to see where her directorial career goes. If she stays with like odd stuff like this, I'd be excited to see it. Yeah. Cause she directed pitch perfect Two and the new Charlie's angels, which I can't remember. I tried to watch it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't get that into it, but I love her. I love, um, there's a new press your luck that's out in the Mm -hmm. world and she's the host on that. And she's just like one of my favorite game show hosts that have ever been she's oh, just cool. so lovely yeah and i mean I, the pressure luck like revamp they've really done a lot of fun with it and i love it i also love the chase mm-hmm. which is like another contemporary one that's sort of gone through some revamps um you can watch some older ones on netflix but but yeah i love a good um late night not late night but like primetime game show i'm really yeah. into those and I, I've seen uh, this movie too, getting some like mixed reviews out there. Like people are either like, it's fun. And I've seen some other like critical reviews, just like savaging this thing. And I'm like, it's called cocaine bear. What, what do you think you're going to get? Like go in ready to just to have fun, like, and just watch it, you know, creature feature matinee thing. Like this is, it's don't think too hard people. Come on. Yeah, I mean, there is a little bit towards the like third act that I'm like, okay, I'm ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. And then it does some really fun things in the very end. But yeah. like, I could have gone with 10 minutes shaved off of it. Yeah, probably. But and... like knowing, I mean, just it's so rare to have a movie under 90 minutes these days. It's yeah. like such a rarity. So like, you know that they're probably getting demands from the studio. You got to add this, you got to have this and this, yeah, we, and this. We need some more. Yep. But there's just so many great set pieces in it that are just make it so much fun and something to see in the theater. Like, yeah, definitely. Some, it's some with an moments. audience like laughing along with it, yeah. like that communal experience. And if I had to do like your game of picking things that uh, this is made up of, this feels kind of like a Tarantino movie mixed with, um, like I said, Killer Crocodile, Tentacles, one of those Italian uh, Jaws ripoff, like, let's put some crazy animal in a situation where it's killing people. It feels like they took the best of that. And then like Tarantino's ability to do these um, uh, ensemble movies where there's a bunch of storylines that converge together. Like that's uh, sort of what this felt like. And Jurassic Park. 
like that. Definitely. That yeah. sense of like the family and like some kids in peril. Yeah. And creatures know, out there running yep, around. Yep, yep. Yeah. It feels like those three things had yeah. a, a fun the best elements bit. of those things crammed together. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, super for, fun. For sure. There's for a pun. Sure. There's a pun for you. <laughs> Cocaine coated fur. Oh my God. But yes, I know you mentioned earlier that all we do are bear horror movies lately, which come on, I love a, <laughs> I love a bear, okay? Oh. But um, but talk about the the best and the worst of them, right? I know, right? I, and I was thinking like there is a sub subgenre of you know the killer bear movie. It feels like it's been a long time since you know one's come out but i don't think i've ever seen one i know there was one a few years ago called like out backwoods or something there's that i haven't seen that there's that one there's another one like and then grizzly from like the 80s yeah there's grizzly there's grizzly 2 which was never it was made in the 80s as a direct sequel to grizzly but only released like a few years ago because it got it was never like officially finished uh but they finally put it out and it's not great um there's the prophecy or prophecy with no the it's not not to be confused with the one with christopher walken the more famous movie where he's a you know a fallen angel uh there's this uh movie about um it's one of those eco messages where there's toxic waste and it turns mm-hmm. this bear into like a killer mutant bear that's out there, you know, yeah. attacking people. I've not uh, seen that, but yeah, I saw I it as a kid about. and thought it was like so scary, but it's like so cheesy to watch now. Cause it's just a big rubber monster bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's that one. Um, yeah. There's a few others. Yeah. But this is going to go down as one of the best. Yeah. I guess Grizzly Man, that documentary, if you want to throw oh, that I've in there. I've never seen it, but it sounds so depressing. That's a, there you go. That's a non horror movie that's totally horrific. Mm. Like, oh, there's plenty of, of documentaries that part of the that story. For yeah. Gri- sure. Grizzly for Man sure. left me shaken. So, yeah, I bet. I bet. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, there's not a whole lot to it. The only other thing I'll say is um, my husband is on his way right now to the movie theater to see this. We just couldn't work it out to be at the same time. But mm-hmm. they're going to be reviewing it over on his podcast, The <gasps> Funny Ladies, cool! which will come out on Monday. I'm going to pop this one out as soon as we're done here. So, yeah. like, you know, whenever you listen to this, go on over to Three Funny Ladies and check out their episode as well. Maybe I'm we should do, to see if he likes it. That's like almost like a crossover. Maybe we should do a real crossover someday. With three I know it almost would have worked out, but it just, yeah. with the way our episodes need to come out, it just wouldn't. Yeah. It just didn't happen. Maybe next time. But yeah, some one of these days, one of these days, that'd be cool. Big, yeah. mega, big mega podcast episode. Yeah. Well, anything else to say about cocaine bear? No, I think that's it. Oh, and the fact that it ended with, you know, uh grandmaster flash, uh, white lines. <laughs> as the ending uh music which was like incredible great music choice there yep that is awesome mm-hmm. love it well, all right well out of five abandoned cocaine duffels. packages duffels <laughs> in yeah. the woods how many do you give cocaine bear i i mean i'm feeling good feeling generous i'm gonna give it a four i'm giving it a four as well awesome a solid scare of approval scare of approval fuck yeah yeah check this out this would definitely don't see blood and honey see no, this you yes. see one bear themed horror adjacent movie see this go with your friends if you like a packed theater go when it's packed because i'm sure it would be a blast yeah absolutely yeah and just go have a gay old time hell yeah yeah and uh come back next week for episode 120 120 
we'll have a new guest on. We're so excited. Oh, it's going to be great. I know. Talk about blood and honey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, but I'm excited. And um, and yeah, I can't believe it. 120, man. That's, that's a good cool. time. Cool. Cool. And remember, I am your mother. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? I didn't oh, do it like God. She it's yeah, hereditary. The hereditary. I yep. am your mother. Hail Paymon. And hail Paymon, baby. Till next keep time. Watching and talking about scary movies because scaring is sharing. Bye. Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.